0: mike wood and i'm justin the Clue, and you're listening to the very
1: fine comic book podcast hey where we talk about very fine comic books you you were picking up the garfield plush. that he was going to talk on mike <laughs> maybe he would although what's his, what, what, what's your lorenzo music voice for garfield
0: hello i'm lorenzo music uh, i can't do a garfield <laughs> no, voice no,
1: i can't do a garfield um, voice. when you were a kid what did you think garfield sounded like before uh, you saw the cartoon i that's a really good question yeah grumpy
0: yes. grumpier than the lorenzo music sarcastic, yeah. like lorenzo music well i mean lorenzo
1: music is just so iconic and I, what did you think heathcliff sounded like <laughs> he probably sounded something like this that's what he sounded like in the cartoon <laughs> yes. even though he doesn't he talk do, he doesn't talk in the, comic in the comics show. but we'll get yeah. to that because first we talk about what we've been reading mm-hmm. so what have you been reading justin well i've been going manga crazy and i'm getting to the point where I'm, like, imagining, wow, yes, when I have my basement library, mm-hmm. where I have the manga room. Because how else am I supposed to keep all this stuff in check? Uh, I've been getting... Yeah, not all manga
0: comes in a giant simulacrum of a treasure chest like One Piece now Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
1: But I'm also considering of, like, what do I read? What do I get from the library? Mm-hmm. What do I read digitally? Because I've said it before. I probably episode number one. I like to read my books in hand. And I do find, when I read them online, whoosh, it just disappears from my memory mm-hmm. it's weird that way I don't know why that is but I, there's a lot of like reading psychology based articles
0: out there about mm-hmm. how like yes reading on print matter your brain will retain it better uh,
1: and so I've been getting into uh, French only manga for mm-hmm. example Captain Subasa, a very popular soccer manga that's only ever been translated into to French uh, probably Italian Italy has a bigger market than Fran- France does this is a comes.
0: huge um, ma- manga and anime series yes and game series Series. There's endless, but it's uh, never uh, come
1: games. out in English. How it's is never that? Never come out.
0: Yeah, I have the first Famicom game in the um like Japanese version of the NES Classic, mm. where there were some Famicom exclusives.
1: And yeah. I also went through, started to read Yu, Yu Hakusho. Are you familiar with this comic? I, book? That one I'm not. No. uh From the creator of Hunter X Hunter, mm-hmm. the previous series. This. Supposedly, uh, kind of define what the tournament arc would be of like fighting manga. Okay, which is very funny because I'm only in the first volume. That's not what this is. He's just a ghost boy who helps people by uh, being a ghost, and mm. then later on, it turns into a manga uh, or a fighting manga. What's really fun about this is that I read I had the first one in English because it was published in the first issue of when Shonen Jump did English translations. Did you ever read those when they like started doing it in North America where they would published series? Yeah, I remember that was a thing. I picked up one of them just to
0: Mm -hmm. see what it was like. And it was was, well done.
1: And so I believe maybe the second volume wasn't in print or there was some issue. And then I learned that you can get the French ones Mm -hmm. for cheaper and it's like one or two volumes per thing. And also, I did complain about this previously where I was like, I like it when it's English, Um, you know. Left to right? No, not left left to right, where it's like the sound effects. But you know what? If I if I can get the original sound effects, I would rather do this. And I also learned that they did a remastered scan where they like re-scanned it just for this French edition, the Star edition. Mm. That uh, so I picked that up. Also, we uh, were a fan of Detective Conan, aka Case Closed, in North America. Wow! I, no, I've only seen the movie that was at
0: Midnight Madness in 2010 or 11. Is that it was the same? A Midnight Madness movie? Yeah, the like the so. live action. Really? Of Detective Conan? No, I'm thinking... No, uh, you're thinking you know of something what? else. I think of Detective Yi in the Mystery of the Phantom Flame. <laughs>
1: that is completely different <laughs> than a Hong Kong thing. No, Detective Conan, uh, who in North America, it has to be called case closed for legal reasons. I'm not sure why. Maybe something Conan huh. related that Conan O'Brien uh, sued them, and he's like, you can't use my thing. <laughs> this exists for 100 volumes, supposedly all done by the same okay. uh, artist-writer. And it's basically like a Sherlock Holmes-style teenage detective gets turned into a little kid, and he tells mysteries. That That's sounds adorable. You've never
2: heard about it? It's very
1: popular. No,
0: no. I, I mean, I know that there are games and they sell well. So I got
1: know, these French editions, they're... and then I later learned, oh, they're also very available in English. I mm-hmm. just never see them, Very maybe because it's called Case Closed. Mm-hmm. You know what's fun about France is, even though I don't like dust jackets, uh, in Japan, the Takabon volumes all, are all in dust jackets. Mm. And that's how they do them in France as well. Yeah, it's have, classy. Uh, I like uh, it. Uh, yeah, uh, even though I prefer, you know, just... I lose these
0: dust jackets. Ah. I take them off to read. Do you read with dust jackets or not? That's a really good question. You know you know what? If it's, like, kind of too fancy or cumbersome, I do take it off. Yeah, and or you just hold feel it, like, sliding as you're reading yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So.
1: And I'm also back on my Jujutsu Keizen, which I complained about maybe uh, 20 episodes ago. Mm-hmm. But then I watched like a video something like oh it gets better I'm like all right I'll give it another chance so back into that french manga so I'm doing the annoying thing of it's like well I can't read Cap- captain subasa it's like no you can't read this one in english Let's be honest. You can read it in fan translation. It's out there very easily. Have you seen the new C- Captain
0: Tsubasa game that's on Switch? Nope. It looks incredible. Oh, okay. Yeah, It really combines like a sort of anime ethos and storytelling with mm. soccer.
1: And Yu Yu Hakusho, uh, very easily accessible in English. There's a new live action show that's about to come out on Netflix about this. And I only learned about it after I started reading it. Mm. And uh, Detective Conan, very easily accessible. There's animes and the manga. You can pick it up under the title Case Closed. But like another, a lot of anime that's been running for 100 volumes, you'll run into the problem of like, oh, volume four is out of print and goes for $200 for some reason. <laughs> Very annoying. <laughs> but what are you reading,
0: Mike? I have been reading Michael DeForge's latest book, Birds of Maine. Uh, Toronto's d- own. Toronto's own Michael DeForge, and one of my favorite local creators. And um, he's done several posters for Laser Blast, I just realized right now. D- didn't he do some? He oh, must have done one. I, I think
1: feel like he might have but. are you confusing michael deforge with scott pilgrim character michael como who uh, did, i know he, he has done, has done several twice. i
0: i'm not because i know they're very distinct people yes. and i know that como did some but yeah. um for some reason, I thought Michael them, or at least some others for the Royal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Birds of Maine is uh, a very chonky book, and it's uh, it's done similar to Blind Alley, like what we talked about last week. Where, they were webcomic strips. Yeah, they were uh, four-panel webcomic strips, each one which can work on its own, but it when read sequentially, do tell a more sort of overarching, long-running story. And the basic premise is that this is sort of like post-Earth, where there's at least where i am about halfway through there's no real explanation just yet but uh uh all the birds on planet earth have migrated to some other planet and they're all talking about earth in like past tense and like telling talking to their offspring about uh, like how things used to go there and some of it's like very accurate and presented as like you know just these horrifying truths of Mm. our history some are like hilariously wildly inaccurate but it's the sort of like sort of a oral history of what earth was as told by you know birds to their offspring and um. But amidst all that, and similar to Blind Alley, there's little bits of story that like creep into there and little sort of characters that have their own like sort of stakes and goals and mis- and adventures and misadventures. I yeah. love Michael DeForge. Yeah. He rules. It's absolutely amazing. Like, yeah, look up his art, people. Michael DeForge. Is,
1: like, really, I'd be shocked uh, if he did a laser blast poster. Because at that time, I think he was working for Adventure Time. Okay, Doing wow. like designs and stuff. I think he directed an episode too of that Oh, that's show. amazing. Yeah. You didn't know that? No, I didn't. Oh, well. Wait, Yes because we saw him talk at TCAF and he brought that up
0: and I was just as shocked then.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mike is living a life of continually being shocked.
0: Yeah. Sometimes I facts, he already knows. <laughs> Sometimes I purposely forget things so I can be shocked about that again. Uh, ignorance <laughs> is bliss. Yeah, yeah.
1: People have been asking us since we started this podcast, when are you going to talk about Heathcliff? And Garfield. Garfield is is the second thought.
0: (laughs) Has really people asked? No, (laughs) no one has asked. (laughs) Not a single person. But you know what? And I think... There might be people right now who are like, that's not a comic book. I, uh, but I don't know. New Strip November, man! Yeah, this is New Strip November. And I think in the you know grand scheme of analyzing uh, comic book history, I mean, New Strips and comic books do kind of cross
1: over and become one. I would argue that the first comic book that I loved and read over and over again were Garfield strips, mm-hmm. that my mom would buy me those long books. Yeah. You know, it's like, Garfield, Fat Cat Eats Hat, or something. You know, they're all like... <laughs> Stuffed at large you know they all have titles like that I actually (laughs) held in my hands a Garfield the first three volumes uh, published by Nickelodeon now because they're the ones who own the rights or Viacom rather (laughs) and I I held it in my hands and went I'm not buying this. <laughs> like, not even for the podcast.
0: <laughs> I don't need this. I do I not read these currently own any Garfield in my house. I had so but many, and I was I so proud of owning all of them. I we had a fairly complete collection of those like wide books from one through twelve or thirteen or something like that because they were cheap. A, B, they were in those Scholastic book fairs all the time. Do you have those at your school? Do you remember yes, those things? But I,
1: my parents, uh, would not buy me stuff from it. But I would flip through that Scholastic. Yeah the, like, paper uh, guide you got, Mm -hmm. just looking at all the wonders I could get. But no, my parents never ordered out of that. Mm. Um, But, yeah, I love those Garfield books. I love Garfield. Why were we such big Garf heads?
0: I don't know. And I love the term Garf heads, and I'm going to start using that in my day-to-day life. But, um... I don't know. We were a cat family growing up. Did you I have cats? Not. No. Okay. So I'm allergic to I mean, cats I have a dog too. now. And I'm allergic to cats, but more so if I just put my whole face in their belly. Dogs rule. Yeah.
1: Cats drool, man. Was that on a bumper sticker? That, <laughs> yeah. It could be. Yeah. And Garfield was on there too. He does have yeah.
0: that. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. We just really like cats. And uh, I think it just appealed to like the,
1: oh, look, he's doing the cat thing. He's lazy, but we know what he's thinking. So like Garfield... For uh, like I think that he is loved now as a cultural signifier yeah. more than anything else. He's kind of like the like pinnacle piece
0: of iconography of like 80s merchandising excess. But it, it also say.
1: doesn't really mean anything. Like 80s through now. Even, yeah. I would say. Because like, okay, yeah. let's go all the way back to the beginning mm-hmm. of Garfield. And Okay, I want to bring a little bit of Heathcliff stuff in here. Right, because Heathcliff
0: was created first.
1: It went first! Yeah. Heathcliff is not the rip-off, Garfield is! Right, right. Heathcliff was 1973. Yes. Garfield, uh, 76, if I recall. And the first strip is John Arbuckle going, Hi, my name's John, I'm a cartoonist, and this is my cat Garfield. Garfield in these... First few strips, and when you're a fan of Garfield, you will run into these, and you're like, what the hell is going on with Garfield? Mm -hmm. He looks hideous. He looks like he weighs 400 pounds. He kind of looks like more Bill Plimpton than the later House style. People are like, what the hell is Bill Plimpton? (laughs) Go look it up. He's an animator who does his own uh, feature-length films that he animates all himself. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, almost himself. And so like early on, you're like, okay, what is the... Oh, it's going to be a cat, a cartoonist, and it's cat. That gets dropped instantly. I don't think they ever (laughs) reference... That John is a cartoonist maybe once or twice. I think they rarely even
0: reference him working at all Mm -hmm. later on. And Odie, the dog, Mm
1: -hmm. not even John's. That was his friend Lyman's dog. Friend Lyman's dog. What sort of name is Lyman? I don't know. Uh, That's weird. Um, (laughs) And so Lyman, character that's been abandoned too. He doesn't appear in the scripts anymore. Yeah. Completely gone. And so you got Garfield, you got Odie, you got John. What, what is the humor Garfield's lazy mm-hmm. Garfield abuses the dog especially in the early strips I don't know if you read that far back he is so mean to Odie like just like very cruel
0: cruel and yes. Odie just kind of takes it like it's not really funny no at all
1: it's <laughs> anti-humor yeah, that's yeah.
0: what uh, Jim Davis is doing mm-hmm. and you also got Nermal yep Nermal the adorable kitten who how does Nermal get into the house? I don't. I
1: don't know, but Garfield
0: a male kitten too, not female. No, you can tell uh, the female
1: cats because they have lipstick, eyeshadow, and they're pink.
0: Yeah, Normal's just an
1: adorable little boy
0: kitten who Garfield was always uh, trying to send to To Abu Abu Dhabi, Dhabi. boxing him up involuntarily and mailing him to Abu Dhabi. Garfield also
1: hates spiders. Mm -hmm. Big, big important. Loves lasagna, which everybody knows would actually kill a cat if you feed it lasagna. How many cats do you think have died by children feeding them lasagna? Oh no. Hopefully zero. You know. Probably hundreds. Oh. (laughs) Thousands. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe they just get sick. I'm not. I I know that people say, like, do not feed your cat lasagna, please. Mm -hmm. They'll eat it, probably. Eh, Cats are pretty fickle, though. Maybe they won't. Maybe. And then, yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, there's also the veterinarian Liz. Uh,
0: Liz, I think was her name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Who John had a big crush on, was always trying to go on dates with or invite her to dinner. And And Garfield would ruin everything. And in the most famous strip...
1: (laughs) which I don't think you had seen until... Did we talk about it on this You showed it to me. (laughs) I had never seen this. You explain it. John uh, is at the (laughs) vet's office, and he drinks a cup of coffee just on the table, and then Liz the vet is like, congratulations, John. You're going to have a beautiful litter of puppies. And then he spits out the clearly uh, ejaculate. Male ejaculate. Now... Jim Davis, because this went very viral yeah. years after it was published, <laughs> went in and was like, "Uh, it's not actually ejaculate. It's whatever they would give animals on the farm. Because Jim Davis, famously from a farm, because mm-hmm. we all live... What was the other strip that he did that was also thrown in US the garbage? U.S. Acres. U.S. Acres. Yes. Uh, it's clearly ejaculate. It, it rules. That's such a funny strip. Yeah. I mean, Jim Davis has not drawn garfield in many many years
0: yeah around in the 80s when garfield just took off as a merchandising phenomenon jim davis founded a company called Paws inc which currently has about 50 employees who Mm. uh there's uh like two standard uh like other artists who do like the house style garfield in like the day-to-day strip jim davis apparently still writes and conceives ideas Mm. you know i
1: keep saying like what what is there like about garfield what like other than him just being a cultural force you know what does rule? Mm-hmm. The early Garfield specials. Specifically, yep. Garfield Christmas mm-hmm. and Garfield Halloween. Those are the- Phenomenal. Phenomenal. And you know yeah. what? Jim Davis wrote both of those. He mm. was very involved in the animated specials because, I guess, he considered it his baby or maybe he's just a good marketer and he's like, I don't want to go off brand. Yeah, and just like Schultz
0: with the Peanuts specials, which are also iconic mm-hmm. of that era. Like, it's rare to hear of... Sort of uh, someone actually maintaining control like that. Normally, they just turn it over to whatever and studio. Now,
1: I believe Garfield and Friends had a showrunner who wrote every episode as well. Oh wow! But Jim Day was like, "Yeah, you can do it." And that's where we get what's the clown named in Garfield? Uh, Bozo. Bozo. Is, is it, it just it? Bozo? Or Buffo? Bo- buffo? Yeah, and that like everyone know. hates him and he's so annoying. The one who shows. Hey kids, that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Binky the clown. Oh, Binky. Yeah. Wow. And I remember watching that show, and that rolled just like water off my, I don't remember anything about that show. Yeah. How about I, you? Uh, I don't remember a single, like, I watched it incessantly, mm-hmm. but
0: nothing stood out as much as the specials.
1: Yeah. Uh, which I mean, weren't
0: th- always even holiday themes, but they How often How many more specials see- were there? There were several. There was one that was, uh, I think, like him finding out where he was born and finding the Italian restaurant. There. Were, like, let's look this up. The first special was Here Comes Garfield. Yeah. Uh, I think that was just, hey, this character exists. <laughs> hey, it's Garfield. Uh, we love him. Um, Garfield on the Town, Garfield in the Rough. These were like pretty much these were annually. Yeah, uh, and then the fourth one, Garfield's Halloween Adventure. That's the one people remember. Uh, Garfield in Paradise, also one of my favorites. He dies. That's where they go to a tropical island, and it's basically Joe versus the volcano. Oh, like they're going sure to be Very culturally
1: sensitive, and nothing is dated very <laughs> badly. What? No, no, it's it's
0: dated incredibly horribly. And wow, not a Garfield, Garfield Christmas
1: actually came in 1987. Wow,
0: much later than I thought. And then uh, Garfield His Nine Lies, which. Uh, to I me, watch it for this podcast as well. I prefer the book version, and which I, you cannot find anywhere. You cannot find. I could not find a physical copy in the library system in used bookstores. I was checking BMVs for yeah. the last week. Uh, I can't find it online. There was a version on archive.org that Viacom has since like ordered taken down. Does not exist. Garfield has nine lives. To me, if the strip was ever going to like wind down or end is like the definitive here's the final take on garfield
1: well i mean i think in a way you know what my final take I, on I garfield is we'll talk about it so what is
0: nine lives so garfield his nine lives came out as a book in 1984 and as a tv special in 1988 and the premise of the original book which is actually pretty much a graphic novel like it's a lot it's like published in a larger like standard graphic novel size it's quite thick and it was uh Stories of nine different ancestors of Garfield, each tackled by a different illustrator. Um, So wait, so who illustrated on it? Oh no, but Jim Davis did it all, right? uh, Was there
1: different artists that was? Jim
0: Davis uh, wrote most of them, Mm -hmm. and who are some of these artists? Actually, I don't recognize a lot of the names, but uh, last night... um, Christine and I were watching this the 1988 special and we looked up a lot of the talent who worked on the book and the animated special. A lot of them have gone on to be like Disney or Pixar animation superstars. Like a lot of them had, were like, I guess, fairly unknowns at the time. So maybe that was Jim Davis's thing. Like let's, you know, court some unknowns to work on these. <laughs> They'll work for cheap. Yeah. Well, pretty much. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's just good business sense, I suppose, if you're creating a Garf empire. Uh, but a lot of them have now our animation heads at like Disney and Pixar and other studios.
1: Now the animated special, Mm -hmm. it's funny because at first it stays more on model for Garfield. Mm -hmm. That like the first one is like caveman Garfield. The second one is, uh, Egyptian slave owner Garfield.
0: Yeah. And then, um, there's this really bizarro garden of Eden one.
1: Yeah. What, what is that one? The one was really weird. What is it parodying? It feels like a, like a, like a reference to something. Yeah, I'm not sure. And what I about the it, weird, like, Watership Down, Garfield turns into a dog one? It's, like, horrific in the way that it's presented? Yeah, there's
0: one with, like, a, a much more, like, realistic-looking, almost like um, rotoscoped. Yeah. Like, Garfield as a real-life Yeah, like, Watership, Watership yeah. Down style. He's being experimented on in a lab, and he escapes... And then, in the full moon, turns into... A dog. dog, Like a werewolf, a howl, and then he becomes a dog and evades capture from the military forces chasing him. Kind of similar to the start of the movie, Uninvited. (laughs) Yeah. Or We Three, the Grant Morrison one.
1: Yes, exactly. Uh, Like We Three.
0: Yeah, yeah. And there was that really sad one, uh, Diana's Piano, directed by Doug Frankel.
1: There's Uh, barely a Garfield in that uh, one. There's no
0: Garfield. That almost seemed like it was its own short that pre that they worked into. Yeah, that they inserted inserted into that. Writer director, particularly Doug Frankel, went on to be like a lead character animator on a ton of Disney stuff. Mm. Like, he uh, was the animator of Scar and the Lion King, The Hunchback, and Hunchback No Dream. He was very frequently doing like main characters in Disney features in the 90s. So, um, interestingly, the book and the animated special don't feature the same stories. Uh, About half of the stories in the book were not brought forward into the animated special. Okay. And so, half of the stories in the special were done originally for that. And as uh, we talked about Crazy Cat last week, and we were prepping for that episode watching the special last night uh, blew me away seeing one segment that There's was very based on crazy
1: cat <laughs> yeah based on
0: crazy cat and ignatz and uh, garfield being a stand in for crazy cat and that's how he died and we'll follow him yeah that's yeah. supposed to be like his death was uh, getting yeah, killed by ignatz each Ignat. of these
1: segments it's technically supposed to be how he dies even though that you don't see him die in every one of these lives yeah and it has this weird
0: framing device with uh, i assume jim davis himself as god Well, that frame device is so weird. That's bizarre. Yeah. And he grants Garfield, and Odie, who Garfield claims is also a cat, Mm. uh, he gives them nine new lies and lets them go back to Earth at the end. And then says, like, we all got to stick together. And then his eyes glow, and the implication is, even though God is in human shape,
1: he's a cat too. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very weird. Now, my favorite Garfield strip, Mm. I feel like will be many people's favorite Garfield strip. It's from October 1989. Yep. And it's, Garfield wakes up to find that everybody he loves is dead. (laughs) And then for the week.
0: And actually people want to Google it. It's Garfield is alone.
1: Is that what it's called? Yeah, I believe it's just like Garfield horror. And it's like Garfield wakes up and like, there's suddenly like cinematic angles. Oh yeah. And it's like anybody home Garfield looking right at the viewer, I'm alone. And then the panel reads, you have no idea how alone you are Garfield. (laughs) And then uh, he starts to panic And then, like, he even hallucinates John and Odie being home. And then at the end, there's like a a giant panel of his, like, red, sweaty eye. And he goes, he lives through denial. It says, denial. He has only one weapon denial. I don't want to be alone. And then. Uh, John and Odie appear, and the final panel says, An imagination is a powerful tool. It can tint memories of the past, shade perceptions of the present, or paint a future so vivid that it can entice or terrify, all pleading upon how we conduct ourselves today. This implication is that Garfield has been dead since 1989. This, it, like, death dream that he's having has been the strips since then. He's
0: gone into the further from Insidious
1: 2. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> or he's living, it's like a Jacob's Ladder style, like... We seeing all these moments in the blink of an eye that oh, Garfield yeah. is experiencing <laughs> before he goes to hell. Has Jim Davis action? been like
0: interviewed about this? Yeah, one? guaranteed. Then like, he's been okay. like,
1: yeah, you know, I just
0: want to experiment. It, like it does seem like he was having an existential crisis, and I'm not mocking that yeah. if, if he was. Like it, it just that seems very like. Because I remember reading those where they popped up in whatever volume of book it was. Oh, you remember like seeing
1: that? Yeah, because we were were buying the the book sequentially. It's like, what the?
0: And you have like six or seven strips in a row that just seem like this is absolutely horrifying. How off brand?
1: What, What the heck? Now, when you talk about Garfield as just a cultural signifier, for a while there was like just Garfield as a comic strip you know, the Garfield randomizer where you would just, it would pick three <laughs> random Garfield panels. Uh, those are great. Everybody. Anytime you mention Garfield, they go, have you seen Garfield without Garfield? Yep. Yes, I have. Where they just take Garfield out of the panel, which makes John look completely insane, which is how he would look. Cause Garfield canonically does not talk to John, right? No. He's just thinking these things. Yeah. Yeah. So John is just like babbling to
0: himself. He's, he's having one side of a conversation. Yeah. And, uh, Garfield without Garfield. I mean, to, to his credit, uh, Jim Davis. He loved it. Yeah. Well, he,
1: money, money, money. Well, again,
0: it's more money. Yeah. So he allowed a publication of a book of Garfield without Garfield, which still like, credited Jim Davis And as he's the like, author.
1: I did my own. And it's like, yeah, these are not as funny as the original. Oh, no. Like the person doing it had like a better sense of when you would take Garfield out Yeah, he was cherry
0: picking like really good ones where the formula would fit.
1: Now, my favorite Garfield mm. thing, and I would retweet tweet it every time it popped up for a while it was daily, <laughs> is Pipe Garfield. So, have you seen the comic that ends with just, like, Garfield smoking a pipe? Yeah, it's one of the very first ones, isn't it? Yeah. And basically the person, all he does is it's the first two panels of a normal Garfield comic, and the last panel is Fat Garfield (laughs) smoking a pipe, and it's... I haven't seen this. So it'll be like, a New Year's resolution. Eating will no longer be a vice of mine. And then the final panel is him smoking a pipe, and it's like, Garfield! Uh... Or, hey, Garfield, hey, Garfield, what's your New Year's resolution? And then just him smoking a pipe. (laughs) (laughs) Or it'll just be like... Magritte would be proud. uh, You know, Garfield looking at John, getting into John's bed, and then just him smoking a pipe. (laughs) (laughs) It's a funny image. These are great. And it's just, you know, the 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 cognitive dissonance of seeing a off model Garfield smoking a pipe mm-hmm. is always funny no matter what is in front of it yeah and it's because we have that cultural knowledge of Garfield oh you're gonna do the Cthulhu Garfield
0: well not that I was just gonna then bring up like just the idea of hating Mondays and how like that has been you know parodied to death but mm. it's still funny it still amuses me when I see something like this where his face has fallen off and spiders have crawled out of his skull and he's saying I hate Mondays and
1: it's like why does Garfield hate Mondays he doesn't, have, he doesn't a have a job it's because John Lee so he's yeah. sad that he, John isn't there anymore Yeah, that but kinda, then what is John 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 someone is writing a message right now be like John is this yeah and it's like okay I guess I'm thinking back what does Breckin Meyer do in the G- Garfield movie <laughs> Lorenzo Lamis great voice of Garfield Lorenzo Music Lorenzo Music Lorenzo <laughs> Lamis I'd, I'd watch that Garfield <laughs> that would be amazing <laughs> You know why he got fired from uh, doing the voice of Bill Murray on the Ghostbusters, right? Yeah, because Bill Murray... Watched it and They're said, like, why do yeah. I sound like Garfield? Yeah,
0: but then Bill Murray took Lorenzo Music's job in the CGI Garfield movies. Such I a hypocrite. at that point Lorenzo
1: Music had passed away. Uh, let's look that yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, you know what he had, so okay. I shouldn't call Bill Murray any bad names at all for anything he's done. Oh boy. Well, you know who they got the
1: best Garfield voice to do the new Garfield? Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt. Have you seen the trailer? <laughs> it's just his
0: voice. Like it's, does Chris it's Chris like, Pratt. Hey, it's boy? talking Garfield.
1: What, what's going on?
0: Christina and I were, we were both incensed when we saw you that We're were incensed? Incensed. I so still feel passionate about Garfield? The first third of that trailer with baby garfield crossing the street like just had my heart welling up with oh no i'm having feels for a modern cgi movie but oh my god it's doing it and then uh, he starts talking like chris pratt and it just killed it have
1: that. you seen the cgi uh, marmaduke movie no it's hideous looking directed by the guy who directed the live action spawn okay is this with
0: owen wilson no or- it's a
1: live action marmaduke movie okay uh like People are so desperate for IP that they. Marmaduke. <laughs> Marmaduke. Can we do an episode on Marmaduke? The dog is big. That's it. That's all we got. It, actually, I could edit
0: that part into an episode of Marmaduke if we need to fill a week quickly. <laughs> this week, Marmaduke.
1: The dog is big. <laughs> and that's it. Next week, on a very <laughs> yep. fine comic book. And so, uh, Christina, your lovely partner, yep. she loves Garfield, though, unironically. I don't know. I don't I, know about that. Because uh, didn't I bring it up when I was at your at her house last time? Because we were
0: watching like, the Garfield Thanksgiving special. And she's like, I love Garfield. I think she did. I mean, okay. look, Garfield's adorable. Look, I have right here, this is the first Garfield plush from 1981. Yes. Uh, which is hers. And I brought it because, you know, it's a visual aid here and it's uh, to scale. And I It's like a large the- Garfield. Yeah, this looks like a sort of like one-to-one scale, like him standing as a regular cat would. It's not like the later Garfields where he becomes a suction cup thing. <laughs> I mean, thing. Garfield
1: needs to go yeah. on a diet. Re- like This is an unhealthy really cat.
0: Don't overfeed your cats, people, and especially do not let them smoke a pipe or eat
1: lasagna. <laughs> smoke a pipe or send other kittens to Abu Dhabi. <laughs> um, yeah, he's cute. He's very cute. I wouldn't want a Garfield plush, though, I don't think. Uh, this is the
0: only one I would want. I mean, he looks kind of... Did you have a Garfield phone? Uh no, I was always jealous of those Garfield phones. Yeah. The football phone. Well, A, I mean I didn't you have my own a phone line. Phone too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well everyone had that uh, ah, that's such a sidetrack. Remember um you could subscribe to Sports Illustrated for no, this f- I never did free that. football phone for years. Yes, okay. This is like an advertisement, not that I even read or even cared like about football Sports football. Illustrated. <laughs> I just wanted a free novelty something-shaped telephone. Did you ever get it? Or a hamburger phone. Didn't get it. Oh. Yeah. oh, Or a hamburger phone. Yeah, none of those. Or the duck phone, the quacks that you mm-hmm. see in the movie Opportunity Knocks with Dana Carvey.
1: <laughs> uh, oh, we all remember Opportunity yes, of Knocks, course. of course. <laughs> we have a P.O. box. I hope it is filled with Garfield phones, hamburger phones. <laughs> football phones. No, no football phones. No, no more. No, no, I don't no. need a football Ah, uh, Felix the Cat Bones? I'm sure there were some of those, right? Or the bootleg Felix. Is that clock that looks like Felix? Oh, yeah. Not Felix. That's not Felix at all. No, it's not no, licensed. No. But you know, Felix
0: look- is public domain. Like, I don't think anyone can get sued over that. Oh, really? Is he that old? Felix! Felix. I- Isn't Felix from, like, early 1900s? I don't yeah. know. We, we should we're do it. We're going to make are. our own Felix the Cat movie. Yeah, yeah. Is there still
1: juice in that Felix, uh... The fruit. He had that comeback in the 80s. There
0: was that animated 90s. feature. They, they,
1: uh, he had a 90s TV show. Yeah. Oh, he did. That I vividly remember because there was an episode where he went to Pun Island oh, man. where like puns are illegal okay. and Felix can't stop doing puns and everyone's like, no, no. Like
0: that show was clearly relevant enough to have a, there was an NES game like yes. based on that. That Felix based on revival. that TV show. Um, I'm sure
1: it was like a one season show that probably had 75 episodes like they used to do back in the day. <laughs>
0: Which brings us to Heathcliff, which also was one of those one season. It
1: only lasted one season?
0: It was made for syndication. It was like one season of 65 okay. episodes. Okay, 65
1: episodes. Yeah, yeah. But it
0: wasn't just Heathcliff. Also, mm-hmm. the Cadillac Cats. The Cadillac Cats, I thought were pretty cool. <laughs> did you? A little too, was now it- that I think back, a little too furry.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, was it, it activated things in probably hundreds of thousands of children across mm-hmm. the world. Yes. Uh, what did they do? I never watched Heathcliff. That's much before my time. Well, they were really cool. They they, they hung jacket. out.
0: they Yeah, they wore jackets. They hung out in a junkyard. They were, like, fixing up cars and stuff. Now, I, they and Heathcliff did not interact, right? Not that I know of. Again, okay. I barely watched Heathcliff. This is one of the shows that it seemed to always be on, and it being made as a one-season 65-episode syndication show, it was still on in repeats for years. Yeah. Like, it was 1988, I okay. think it started but I remember still catching in repeats like on into, you know, So you love Garfield. Love Garfield. So you
1: probably looked at Heathcliff as like imposter. I
0: I thought there's a couple cool things about Heathcliff. Because Garfield, as much as I loved him, he was like a big, cuddly, cute, lazy, grumpy cat. Heathcliff at least seemed more like a real cat and reminded me of our first cat more. Like our first cat would go out of the house and like disappear for, you know, like eight hours and maybe come back with a dead mouse and... Now the original
1: illustrator of Heathcliff's... is George Gately, yeah. I believe, mm-hmm. and Heathcliff in those strips known for his giant stride? <laughs> I'm making it. a joke about what's gate. gately <laughs> yes. Now, sorry, I keep saying strips. Okay. Heathcliff was not a strip. It was a one-panel comic. I think the yeah. one-panel comic is the kind of the like I hate one-panel comic except for Far Side, mm-hmm. very funny. These those early Heathcliffs, they're amusing. Heathcliff is awful. Like, he's so mean. He's constantly torturing As a everyone. character, yeah. As a character, yes. Yeah, yeah. And that's basically his only kind of attribute. Uh, he doesn't talk. Mm-hmm. It's always people talking to Heathcliff.
0: And yeah, he is meant to be... Well, I guess Garfield's supposed to be a real cat, too, but Heathcliff, we get no word balloons. No, nothing. Uh, he does, you know appear more like he's behaving like a real cat and the comic is almost more from his owner's point of view yes or other people watching Heathcliff do things like
1: rip up the couch or rip up this or rip up that now Heathcliff I checked was also collected in books you never had any Heathcliff books actually I think I did have one
0: used once from a flea market or something and they were just like small paperback size things yes because with that single panel formula, you could just sort of, you know, just do, do some small cheapo paperback. little paperback. They're
1: giving them away on eBay. You can get like, ah, 30 Heathcliff books for like a dollar or oh something like that. Like, no one wants these Heathcliff books. Wow. They're fine. They're cartoony. It's exactly the kind of stuff you would read last as a kid when you're reading the newspaper. Mm-hmm. It, uh, after Doonesbury, which I was shocked. Mike has no idea what Doonesbury is. I again have forgotten. Is that the one with Opus the Penguin? No. Or is Doonesbury Do- the political one? is the one. political one. Okay. I'm going to show it to you, and you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I've seen these, these faces. Oh, uh, was that Gary Trudeau? Yeah, Gary okay. Trudeau. Uh, yeah, and that, oh, boy. That was always at the bottom of the page of my local newspaper. I've never read uh,
0: a single... Dunesbury? Do- I've already forgotten the name. Dunesbury. <laughs> I mean, I, I was... only remember the name because I remember someone uh once mocking Gary Trudeau in some other piece on like an episode of something. Really? Uh, maybe it was like a Colbert thing, or Colbert name checked him mm. in some capacity, and I had to look that up because originally I thought he was talking about a member of the
1: Trudeau family, and I was
0: like, Gary Trudeau. Dunesbury. <laughs> As a comics
1: trip? Yeah. What? And so Heathcliff never in any syndication when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I didn't see Heathcliff anywhere. Did you? Uh, the 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 comic comic strip no no outside of that one book
0: I got at a flea market or something I it was not in any of the local papers here that I remember
1: when did you become aware of new Higgies and I'm writing that with an NU like new
0: metal so i forgotten it was a thing until you brought up the uh, the Meat Cowboy. Yes. And then I went looking last week. Actually, it was literally at your wedding. Yes. Christina and I were reading some of the modern Heathcliff's. Because I had showed them to you. And then I remembered the Garbage Ape. Yes. And how that went so viral.
1: Mm. And people were like, "What? what is this? Okay, so... About he, this. Yeah, describe it. When you're talking about Heathcliff yeah. modern comics, there's still one panel. Mm-hmm. But I think what makes people like... Obsessed with them, is so they're drawn by the nephew of uh, the creator. His name is Peter Gallagher, not the actor <laughs> that everybody. Of while well you
0: were sleeping and o- the OC. Fame. With the
1: great eyebrows. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, not that guy. This is just some other dude, mm-hmm. and his Heathcliff comics are basically like non sequitur jokes. Yeah, they're all cow tools. If you were going to use an example, that's a great analogy. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Where you look at them and you go. What? <laughs> like that's the reaction that you like can't get. And he's been doing this since two thousand one. I find that shocking. Do you know? I I was. Looking. I don't believe any of them have been collected. Oh, wow. like, I
0: looked like Peter Gallagher
1: Heathcliff books.
0: I couldn't find anything online like detailing the transition of like the yeah how he took over to the nephew. Yeah. Now there. that
1: nephew or son taking over happens all the time. Okay. With um you know comic strips where mm-hmm. it's always like. You know the nephew or the son or the brother or the sister takes over the comic. they want to keep it in the family so the dollars keep on mm. rolling, if you will. And I did find an interview online with Peter Gallagher where he talks about it and he's just like, Yeah, I just do it. Like, I it feels like for a comic that's probably in syndication like thousands of places, like, no one talks about this comic ever mm-hmm. other than online yeah. where they're like, well, What is this? So Okay, I don't think people understand what these Heathcliff comics are. Mm-hmm. like. So the Meat Cowboy one, did we talk about this on air or did we talk about it after? We, we, uh, we did several episodes ago, but bring it up again. Yeah. So it's just, uh, so the, the strip, the, the caption is, all the children love the Meat Cowboy. <laughs> and it's Heathcliff is standing beside a butcher shop, which is a, a recurring theme in these comics, beside a anthropomorphic gigantic steak Wearing a cowboy hat, and I think he's holding balloons. And there's children in front of them going, Yay! <laughs> and the people are looking through the window, going, Children love the meat cowboy. <laughs> that's it. That's what the show. That, that's the joke. That, so, and Peter Gallagher in these Heathcliff comics mm-hmm. returns to the fame punchlines over and over again. Like, click that one. Children yep. love the meat
0: tank. Yep. And Heathcliff is driving a tank in front of the same butcher shop and the tank has the word meat written on the side now, and I'm... he's wearing a helmet that says meat.
1: Mike, I don't think you did the homework I gave you when you watched that video of a breakdown. Oh, I forgot. Of the okay. Heathcliff stuff Shoot. because I should have. That uh YouTuber, oh, I should find. If you search Heathcliff uh comic on YouTube, it's like the first thing that comes up. And the person does a really good breakdown of kind of like what Heathcliff is now reoccurring themes like helmets are a recurring theme mm. of like Heathcliff will wear a helmet that just says meat <laughs> or ham and someone off screen will be like there's a the ham helmet and it's like what, "What? what is the joke there? Heathcliff is constantly being shot out of a catapult for some reason there is a frog character called Jimmy he just searched Jimmy the frog Heathcliff the gag is no one likes Jimmy except for Heathcliff. Heathcliff <laughs> loves Jimmy. Get ready for Jimmy. And then the, the it's a giant uh thing, uh, a big billboard of Jimmy the Frog. Mm-hmm. And what does the uh thing underneath say? Sorry, I'm not feeling Jimmy,
0: says it, a bird. Two birds okay. that are looking. That's the That's joke. It. They're <laughs> just not they're not feeling it. Yep. Uh jimmy uh, merchandise yep jimmy sitting out front with like a lemonade stand but it's jimmy merch for and himself it says, still no luck with jimmy
1: so like heathcliff is really trying to make jimmy a
0: thing but no one is buying he's here's heathcliff painting a sistine chapel-esque ceiling of jimmy the frog one of them has a what looks like a god beard or some sort of toga and an onlooker saying he's painting the jimmy ceiling
1: that's it. That's,
0: a, that's it. I love <laughs> that it. It's so
1: good. Like, I love these.
0: Yeah. I love these so much. Here's the
1: thing. These comics make me laugh. Yeah. I read old Garfield. They don't make me laugh. They don't. So, which is better? Oh Heathcliff or Garfield? Here's Heathcliff
0: kissing Jimmy. And then Heathcliff just turns, turns into a frog. An orange Heathcliff pattern frog. Here's Jimmy in the basement, sitting alone in an empty concrete basement. And Heathcliff and the kid are at the top of the stairs. The kid saying, time for another
1: scheme, Jimmy. But, but also, not a question. It's a period. This is an, a, a statement. But also, <laughs> yeah. Heathcliff is wearing a helmet that says Jimmy and also a shirt that has Jimmy the frog on it. This is amazing. <laughs> I love that the website that publishes Heathcliff online, Go Comics, yeah. uh, has an article called The Affable, Sometimes Disquieting Weirdness of Heathcliff. <laughs> all right you hinted at uh like i'm looking at- <laughs> this billboard yeah so it says wwjd and there's jimmy the frog and then there's uh, heathcliff and jimmy are in front of the billboard and there's a guy beside him who's saying no one will read that as what would jimmy do <laughs> <laughs> okay so you're saying Uh, I was saying you brought up the garbage ape. Yes, the garbage ape. Yeah, tell me what the garbage ape is. What is the
0: garbage ape? I mean, ape? I don't know. He's an it's, ape it's an that ape. runs around the garbage. Search yeah. garbage ape, Heathcliff, a million will come yeah, up. Yeah, and memes and versions thereof. Um, where's the original one? Cats rejoice at the garbage ape's approach. That's it. Yeah. There's no joke. There's it. no setup. It's just an ape. He's, he's carrying garbage.
1: Yeah, he has two uh,
0: garbage... It's, it's like an tooth fairy yes of of garbage like he's bringing garbage for all the street cats to enjoy i suppose here's another one of heathcliff specifically saying and the owl is saying he loves the oh my god there's a christmas one yeah be of a good, good cheer, cheer. It's, it's the, the gar- garbage but that is cheerful i love this and, and the heathcliff garbage is, looks awesome yeah. it's
1: just the ape was just a like a no expression on his face
0: mm-hmm. Oh, here's the Garbage Ape. He has his own blimp and he's dropping
1: now, I garbage think, cans. So, if you want to think about it, uh Heathcliff canonically yeah. loves garbage. Yes. So that's why they love the Garbage Ape. Yeah,
0: Heathcliff is like an alley cat who also happens to have a home. Like Garfield yeah. is content in his creature comforts to just never leave the house, uh eat, get fat. Heathcliff is
1: cool. I mean, well, is there's an article. Like I, I think it's on The Hard Times. Like, Heathcliff is punk as F. Yes, oh, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. Heathcliff in a leather jacket, like walking. Down I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, like, Heathcliff can be kind of like, oh, is that the joke? I think it is. It can also be like very disturbing when you think about it for a second. Yeah. Like, there's one panel I found, which is just uh, Heathcliff walking towards some cows, and the cows are saying, I don't care for paper straws. Oh my God. Heathcliff has a paper straw. And I posted like Heathcliff explainer. Heathcliff is going to suck the milk out of the cow's teat with the paper straw. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Like.
1: (laughs) And you're looking here. uh, Nothing can stop the garbage ape and it's winter time. And the garbage apes face is on an at, at from star Wars. Yeah. (laughs) now does this mean that the cats are pro empire (laughs) i guess so yeah
0: and like who's gonna stop him i mean the cats are cheering the garbage ape ad ad on oh my god he returned to the garbage ape so many times i love that not sure what's happening here cat and pug
1: like there's no joke there the panel is just two birds are watching heathcliff and a pug (laughs) heathcliff has a a helmet that says cat the pug has a helmet called that says pug And the birds are going. I'm not sure what's happening here. Yeah. So like, you get the same kind of set. Like, they go to the gym. They go to the. (laughs) He's, uh, I mean Heathcliff loves meat. He loves meat. Yeah. Um, So why hasn't Heathcliff taken off even in his prime as much as Garf? What was the Gar? Like, what was special about Garfield? I don't know. I think
0: like Garfield felt cozy.
1: Yeah. Maybe people
0: want that sort of, okay, here's a cat who's in his bed. Like 50% of the time you see him, mm-hmm. you know, he's, yes, he's a little bit mean. He's, he's like grubby, sarcastic but, too, but it's what you expect from a cat. Maybe the idea of like a sort of freewheeling spirit mm-hmm. of, of like that sort of cat, like Heathcliff comes and goes as he pleases. He's rarely inside Yeah, that I've seen in the classic ones I looked at. And these, these new ones like, uh, I don't know, maybe that sort of makes people a little on edge. I love this one. He's starting a garbage ape cult.
1: Yeah, and they're all dressed in, like, cult robes and the giant garbage ape, like, um... Like an effigy, effigy. with torches, <laughs> and an owl is telling another owl, the garbage ape makes me nervous. I would love a hardcover deluxe Peter Gallagher Heathcliff collection. Vanagraphs, what are you doing? Get on yeah, it. Yeah, so you've looked up that these these don't exist. Yeah, they don't exist in oh, published Oh, my form God. Yet.
0: Well good job, Peter Gallery. These are amazing and I wish people. Now, is were it on purpose these. or is it I just wonder. like accidental genius? I mean, I that's a really good question. Yes. Like what do you think? Um I wonder. Like he clearly he's like a privy to oh, the garbage ape one really took off and went viral. Because I remember when that went like first went viral. Yeah. Because he's clearly leaned into the garbage ape numerous times since with like the Thanksgiving one, the Christmas one, et cetera. Uh, like, I would hope he's, like, sort of keeping track of this and sort
1: of... Well, th- like, any time... So there's a Twitter account that's called, like, Daily Heathcliff. Okay. And when they... They'll publish the new Heathcliff comic, and, like, underneath, people will point out when he's done this gag before. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, he just changed the color on this thing. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. He's constantly having crossovers. <laughs> With
0: Garfield. You know what? This should be this the, should be the uh, icon uh, of the, uh, the podcast It's episode. Heathcliff
1: standing in front of Garfield, and two birds are saying, it just got real. <laughs> Um, there's one strip I saw where it's just like they're coming back from a vacation and in the car is like a bunch of comic cats, including Scratchy from The Simpsons. Oh wow. <laughs> oh yeah, here it is. Uh it just says road trip and it's like Felix the Cat, Heathcliff, that big other orange cat from Bloom County, I think. Uh, is that the Bill the Cat? Bill is the that cat? what it
0: is? Yeah, and Scratchy. Oh, and there's this one as well. Have you seen this where he uh chooses his head for the day and he chooses Felix? he has oh that's horrifying yeah it's Sunday with Heathcliff and then uh, yeah this I guess elderly woman he lives with goes and asks him
1: fun fact okay at the end of every Sunday comic strip they highlight a real cat and they describe it my oh. friend Matthew Kumar's cat showed up in a Heathcliff. No way! Shirt. Yes, wow! So you should have to submit it, and if it gets picked, it'll be. This put is really there. cute.
0: Yeah, there's a little panel at the end. This is Kitty Corner. So mm-hmm. uh, and so says her cat Figaro sleeps with his own little teddy bear. That's really cute. So in this one, yeah, he, uh, Heathcliff goes to a closet full of other IP cats' heads, and then like thinks and decides which one he wants to put on today. And you see Hello Kitty, Sylvester, The Cat in the Hat, Scratchy, Felix, Garfield uh crazy cat and i don't know what the other one is here
2: wait is crazy cat
0: there it, like is that crazy cat no one that's of these not crazy cat oh, that's another cat tell. yeah it's kind of small and then you cho- and then uh, he puts felix's head on and leaves the house and the uh kid he's says, feeling
1: he's- felix yeah. <laughs> horrifying <laughs> Yeah. I think uh, someone said that like Heathcliff recently sold to like Legendary Entertainment or something like that. Like like another company bought the rights to Heathcliff. I think it's just the movie rights. I read that too. They're um Who, gonna... wants a Heathcliff movie? Now, we but, didn't mention this Heathcliff yeah. movie. It was famously made up of like seven episodes of the TV show. Oh, the 19 like yeah, yeah, yeah. movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, right after that one season of 65 episodes, they took seven and then did that thing where they edited it down into a movie. Now, I'm okay with that. That's what every Looney Tunes movie was, if you've yeah, ever seen those ages. I
1: never saw them. That was before my time. But yes, I understand what you mean.
0: Yeah, they'd often just like, you know, oh, let's take some Bugs Adventure ones and work it mm-hmm. into a
1: framework. But uh, that's okay. I, I mean, would feel ripped off as a kid if I went to the movie and I saw that. What led to the uh, Simpsons joke with the 18 scratchy movie where it's like 56 percent original footage or something. <laughs> that's like
0: that. exactly what that was referencing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the Looney Tunes. Ones, I think it would be more uh, annoyed as a parent if I took my kids. I think as a kid I'd just be like, because I remember seeing one of the Looney Tunes ones in a theater in the, the 80s. Know, like, I like, like the Looney Tunes. Oh, hey, three. it's this bit. It's this yeah, yeah. bit. Oh, it's the here's the ancient Rome one.
1: And so I want to give Garfield more ammunition because yeah. people love they love Garfield. I, but love but I just Garfield. want him to ask them. Yeah. What what do you love about garfield you know what i in a way and
0: i guess i'm saying this as adult me i kind of admire that jim davis was able to turn this into the like empire that it is yes and and have it stay wholesome and unproblematic and uh i was looking up like figures of how much garfield is worth Yeah. ip do you know how much garfield sells each year i have no idea the Garfield IP sells, in terms of all merchandising and everything, uh, makes Paws Inc. between $750 million and a billion dollars
1: annually. What does Jim Davis like, what do, do you with his day? Like, I wonder. I wonder. Like he Is he on a money plane? Betting on anything? Yeah. Because it's illegal? You want to see a Jim Davis
0: <laughs> f- an alligator? Money plane. I'll cut <laughs> you, that out. You know you're gonna put a beep there. I just wanted to quote Kelsey Grammer, <laughs> Kelsey Grammer from no, the trailer no. for the a smash hit film see money. Jim Davis,
1: plane. Davis b- an alligator? <laughs> and you take that beep I just did and you put it there. Yes, I'll do that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You keep all of this, yes. Um, Um, But yeah, so like Garfield, like when I did, you ever see those Fatal Farm videos where they would like live-action adapt a Garfield strip, and then and then there'd be like (laughs) thirty minutes of like surreal footage right after. Oh my god, it's it's very disturbing. Uh, But like that, it's a cultural signifier. That's what it is. Yeah, I think like I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, like if Garfield makes you feel good because it's making you think of simpler times. I think Garfield as a character and as a
0: brand has reached a success as like, def- as I define it in terms of it's okay to both genuinely love and ironically love mm-hmm. Garfield at the same time. Yeah. Like we can both laugh with and laugh at, you know, Garfield. Mostly means, laugh at yeah, Garfield. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. And, uh, but- and I think uh, that's that's a surprisingly rare thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of IPs. Look at all the like absolutely failed uh, comic strips. That, I mean, not just failed that they don't last anymore, but ones but where you, it's like nobody remembers. But you fondly. just think of
1: like. Probably zits and foxtrot still yeah. exist in comic strips. Like no one is wants zits merchandise, do they? And yeah, no, not really.
0: I no. mean, do they? And I was a huge foxtrot fan. I don't need foxtrot merch. But if you came across a classic Garfield, you would pick him up. Yeah, which uh, we did. Like this one is from and Christina found it at Valley Village recently.
1: Yeah, and so like, uh, yeah, I'm just fascinated by the idea of Garfield and what it means of yeah. like. It makes me laugh anytime people would do like those weird mashups or Garfield, what's our Garfield? But it's like looking at photographs and like doodling in the lines. (sighs) Is it it like that? Or like you look back, it's like, oh, those were good times. What was I I enjoying at that? I'm thinking of like the enjoyment without the mechanism Mm -hmm. of what caused the enjoyment. Like you can't go back. Yeah,
0: that's a really good question. Like would... Would anyone like slightly younger than us be able to get into Garfield anew or like well, I think Garfield people... continues to be popular. Like
1: kids still get into yeah. Garfield. Do they really the Garfield strips though? I I, I don't know. I'm sure there's probably like AI generated, like pause incorporated, horrific Garfield videos where he's like dancing with like a a pregnant Elsa or yeah. something like that than killing Deadpool, but...
0: I'm sure that exists. But, like, the fact that the IP makes that much money mm. implies, like, yeah, he's clearly a worldwide phenomenon. Like, people like, of all ages and demographics still used
1: love... his, like, eldritch knowledge to, like, tap into a thing <laughs> that everybody would love. And it's so basic. Like, yeah. the
0: name of the IP is the character. It's a single... Like, very identifiable
1: name. Is it just because he's lazy? Yeah. And then everybody recognizes themselves in that. Like, Felix the Cat? Nope. You there's not that many Felix fans out there. Mm-hmm. I, don't need to send me any letters if you're a huge Felix fan. That's fine. Not like Garfield. No. Like Garfield is dominant in that way. It's so relatable in that way. Maybe but, it's like, he's a worldwide
0: phenomenon. I mean, maybe it like tapped into some American zeitgeist mm-hmm. of the 80s. Maybe even counter to like, like that was the era of like the, you know, Wall Street and yuppie scum and excess and cocaine parties and whatnot. So was Garfield the original Gen Xer? Maybe he was like the down to earth, like, uh yeah sort oh, of it's not worth it yeah everything sucks pretty much it's gen that, x you know what that's a great take mm-hmm. i think that could be like a part of it
1: and but he continues to be popular yeah. is that just because he's a reflection of you know our day-to-day lives and things like that could be mm. uh, what does jim davis do with his day i know i asked the question yeah, i just I wonder really wonder i mean he does
0: golf manage pause inc yeah still and now, um, did you ever visit yeah I'm talking
1: about Toronto. We're okay. talking about
0: Garfield. Oh, yeah, we should. <laughs> Did you ever visit Garfield Eats? I went once. And it's scary. I don't like it's it. It's scary. Now, it's it's classified as a ghost restaurant on the Garfield wiki page. Garfield Eats was potential money laundering
1: scheme. I don't know what no. we t- the say. <laughs> the guy who ran Garfield Eats loved Garfield. Okay. In a... Um, healthy fashion i just don't want to say anything that'll get me in trouble because this guy is and he's still like posting garfield things even though he
0: does not have the license to it oh wow well good on him if he's a genuine fan um i don't know yeah he would wear an orange suit all the time and he's uh, like i love garfield so you never ate in garfield eats i once bought a garfield head-shaped chocolate that was like the worst quality like shopper's drug Mart easter bunny like chocolate, you could possibly imagine it was seven dollars. I had friends who randomly got like the Garfield head-shaped pizzas there, which were something like thirty-eight dollars for like <laughs> some something that would be like, like the quality of like a four-dollar instant frozen pizza yes, from supermarket. it was a really bad. <laughs> I have that's why I really thought it was some sort of like weird scam. But no, the guy just genuinely loves, loves Garfield. He still
1: loves Garfield. He's I would recommend people up. who want a deep dive into Garfield Eats, podcast the ride on their Patreon, so it costs money, has a like three-hour episode where they dive deep. It is so funny and very, oh, very disturbing. I hear that. There's
0: also a bunch of great Reddit threads of people looking into That's
1: it. That's an example world. of like Garfield. He is a signifier more than any signifier. Like This yeah. guy loves Garfield, yeah, yeah. even though when, if you would ask him... Like, what is it you love about Garfield? You'd be like, I don't know. What was written on the side of the building? It was "Love me, feed me, don't
0: leave <laughs> never me. leave me." Yeah, or "Don't leave me, don't right? leave me." I don't know. <laughs> yeah, when I walked in, the the staff there. Had the vibe of, you know, how there's all those pizza places in Toronto that are like weird money laundering mob fronts. Yes. Where you walk in and they stop whatever they're doing and like hastily try and get you a slice of pizza. These are all all over Toronto. That was like the vibe it had. It was like, here's a bunch of criminals I've interrupted. uh, There was a place like that where like the pizza
1: was like $2 for two slices and they had all these different flavors. (laughs) And I love going there, but I was like, this has to be some kind of front or something. Wait, have you confirmed that there's like, or you just think that that's what that is? They
0: just had the vibe. Yeah. Of those places. No, I mean, yeah. I
1: was at genuinely asking, like, do you know which places in Toronto? I'd be like, that's my favorite pizza place.
0: Oh, yeah. There was one on Harvard, uh, like that, like near uh, Central Tech School. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still there. I mean, I don't know who the ownership is now. It's still there. Uh, there's was one, one on Spadina just north of Harvard. Uh, so maybe Harvard is a big, like, pizza crime and That's strip. where I
1: was around, Spadina and, like, Harvard. Yeah, because I, I
0: remember it was, like, shot up in, like, this, like, mob style. like what? T- 20 years ago, mind okay. you, but it was, like, a car pulling up in the middle of the night and shooting like, this place up with a machine gun,
1: which is rare for Toronto, I should say. Mm. <laughs> Thankfully. Well, so always be careful when you go into pizza joints, I guess. Yeah. Now, shawarma is the new front, I assume, considering how many shawarma There's joints a lot are coming up. Yeah.
0: And I am... Happy to support the uh, sketchy shawarma industry. The
1: problem with shawarmas, and yeah. we're getting way off topic, but this needs to be covered. Mm. There's not enough creamy garlic. I like Lebanese shawarma the most. Mm. There's no place like that in Toronto. In Ottawa, that's all you get. Oh, that's too bad. It's interesting, like, culturally, okay. right? Like, it's kind of like, have you ever had Gabriel's Pizza in Toronto? Which one is that? Where's it's that? like kind of thick crust, Montreal style. Oh, pizza. yeah. I mean, There's not really I know any Montreal style yeah, pizza place really in Toronto. It doesn't really exist here. Yeah, yeah, we
0: got the thin slice only.
1: And that's why we're talking about pizza, because we talked about Garfield Eats. So this
0: all goes back to Italian food.
1: So why am I might I convince you, Heathcliff better than Garfield, Mike? In
0: modern times, yes, you have won me over. These new Peter Gallagher Heathcliffs are amazing. Like these feel like something made for like the um like weird sort of left of center innocuousness
1: of a lot of modern internet humor. And we should point out that we say new peter gallagher he's been doing this for 25 years oh that long since 2001 he's been doing oh wow
0: yeah okay i honestly yeah i mistook this as being like maybe the last few years only or so no no it's
1: been (laughs) i don't know if it started like he if you look at when he started drawing it he was closer to the og heathcliffs mm -hmm. and because the style is very simple now it's like very simple lines yeah i can't imagine he draws them anymore or does he? I wonder. Maybe well, does he just have just like him? an asset pack that he like just like <laughs> drags and drops, like you know those cartoon studios you get on CD-ROM? Oh like, God, Make those your things. Own yeah, yeah. And you
0: know what? If he does, that's fine because I think there's like they're funny. There could be humor in repetition and yeah. going back to the well on a joke over and over. Like that is my kind of humor. <laughs> is there Garfield stuff that we didn't talk about that people are like, we need you need to talk about this Garfield thing? There's apparently a zillion Garfield like computer and video games. I have played I mean, none all of shit. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Are there Heath Heathcliff video game. Let's look that up right now. He- like Heathcliff in other media.
1: There is a Heathcliff Wii racing game, The Fast and the Furriest. Yes. Oh my god. On Amazon it has 4.7 out of 5. That seems too high. <laughs> oh,
0: that's that era. There was Garfield Racing as well. All this like like a horrible mobile phone shovelware shovel would like yeah. come to Wii for some reason. Uh, Heathcliff Frantic Photo on Nintendo wait, wait, DS. Wait, wait, wait. It says, Manufacturer of
1: Heathcliff Fast and the Furious Unknown being researched. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, if anyone has played this game and liked it... Oh, wait. This seems like a joke thing. It's like five stars. I love it. April seventeenth, uh, two <laughs> 2017. Wow. But there's no Nintendo or, like, Super Nintendo game? I'm very surprised.
0: Yeah, you think, like, everything had... Uh... Okay, there was Heathcliff fun with spelling on uh, the Commodore sixty four, uh, Heathcliff frantic photo for Nintendo DS, and then the Heathcliff Fast and Furious for the Wii, and Heathcliff spot on for Nintendo DS.
1: That's it. We didn't even talk about that. Heathcliff had a very available Marvel comic book series as well.
0: Yeah, which was actually not like the comic strip no. at all. Like it was. I think uh, he talked, right? Yeah, he talked. He would go on adventures usually with like the uh, the boy and his grandfather. Mm -hmm. which had kind of like a, I guess like a Willy Wonka and Grandpa vibe about them. what
1: was the Star
0: comic? um... That's what it was. Yeah, Star Comics was Marvel's kid imprint. Okay. And then they eventually abandoned the Star branding and uh, just made it Marvel Comics. We didn't even talk about the new Garfield
1: movie has Garfield's dad being a criminal Guess who canonically is a criminal? Heathcliff's dad. Really? That he's always wearing Oh, he is. Yes, Heathcliff
0: would visit him. Here's Heathcliff fun with spelling. Look at this. It looks cute. No, it looks terrible. I'd play this on Commodore 64 if I existed when that computer was out. Um, Yeah, I wonder. This would probably be, yes, a lot of money in uh, 1980. Eighty something. Well,
1: I hope I gave people Um, uh, some stuff to think about. What is better, Heathcliff,
0: Garfield, Garfield, Heathcliff? Let us know. Do you have Heathcliff or Garfield memories? Or yeah, are (laughs) you like you should? You needed to read this series of Garfield strips. Yeah, you needed to read these very specific weeks Mm -hmm. of Garfield to To get the real emotional
1: impact. Yeah. Well, that's it uh, for this week's episode. But before we go, we should let people know, number one, the most important thing about this podcast, send me and Mike free stuff. If you only have one, it's okay. I, I can get it. Uh, Mike <laughs> Mike has no room for any of the free stuff you would send him, right? Mike? I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> that's the number one most important thing. Number two is we're going to talk about what we're going to be doing in the next month. And we're also starting something new. We don't have a fun title for it yet, but the Very Fine Comic Book Podcast Book Club. <laughs> there's two books there comic book podcast book i like it because of that actually that's what works and so uh we will just pick something that we do in the month and usually we will give people time to read it but in this case it's going to be two weeks from now very easy to read though Mm -hmm. which we're doing a keith giffen christmas what did that entail mike So, Keith
0: Giffen, legendary comic creator, mostly for a lot of DC stuff and a lot of creator-owned stuff and different publishers, too. Recently passed away, as we Uh, talked about. recently passed away. He's one of my all-time favorite creators, Uh, and we are going to do an episode in two weeks' time uh, that will be called A Very Keith Giffen Christmas, and we're going to look at several Keith Giffen one-shots that he did that were Christmas specials, one of which was the Lobo Paramilitary Christmas Special, probably, I would argue, the most... Well-known and famous Lobo story I would of agree. all time.
1: Did you ever see the fan film I did. Made? Yes. It was
0: quite good yeah. for like a fan film. And uh, the basic premise of it is that uh, the Easter Bunny hires Lobo, the famous intergalactic bounty hunter, to take out Santa Claus because the Easter Bunny is jealous that uh, Christmas is more popular than Easter. And it was a pr- like long... Th- Maybe like sixty-four page, like prestige yeah. format one, illustrated
1: shot. by Simon Bisley, mm-hmm. famous cartoonist who didn't do that much comic book work. He's mostly known for poster art. It feels like
0: these days. These days, yeah, yeah. yeah but he did a lot of work in the uh, '80s to early '90s. So we're going to look at uh, that one. I guess that'll be like the focal point of like, yeah. Please, like you can find it easily. It's in a lot of dollar bins. I you think, can find it online uh, if you yeah. Google the name Lobo Paramilitary Christmas Special." It'll pop up somewhere. Uh, so and we'll also be doing. Yeah. Ambush Bug. What is it called? Stalking Stuffer, I think? It's the I think. Ambush Bug Stalking Stuffer is another character. Keep now, who crazy. is
1: Ambush Bug? Just a, little, a brief breakdown I guess before like, we get into it.
0: I guess, in a way, he was. The like Deadpool. DC's Deadpool, yeah. Before, before Deadpool. About a decade before Deadpool. He was a, a character Keith Giffen created who would break the fourth wall and sort of constantly be going off on like very metatextual adventures in the DC universe and like be referencing other books and things like that.
1: I have the original Ambush Book miniseries that I got like at the Beguiling for like $2. It didn't come with the stocking stuffer. I think that's like one of the most thought after uh, ambush Bug comics. I would not be surprised. I don't have. I a believe single, it you. came okay. polybagged. Oh wow! When it came out, and it was like, "Don't open till Christmas." Was the joke on it? That's a lucky find. Yeah. Wow. I well, I don't have it, so oh, that's, yeah. That's too bad. Uh, <laughs> and the and last the, one. The uh, all right, we're struggling here. Keith yeah, Christmas. Yeah, giving Christmas. I came up with it. I was like,
0: these two. Uh, third one. So another one shot called uh, Lobo and the Authority Holiday Hell, and this is uh, Lobo and the Authority created by what Garth N S
1: and Warren Ellis
0: and. Oh, Mark did Garth Mark Mark-
1: Ennis have somebody? I know it was Warnell's and Mark Miller. Okay. Yeah, I believe they're the ones um, who did
0: it. And yes, Keith Given worked on a uh, Lobo Holiday one-shot <laughs> that crossed over into the Authority, who were originally part of the Wildstorm universe, but eventually got folded into DC Comics as now,
1: well. Now, uh, this is a weird one. Usually, we'll always try to recommend a book, but for s- some specific reasons, we can't recommend a book for our book club. Uh, is that, like, read uh the paramilitary christmas special and ambush bug stocking stuffer mm-hmm. check both of those out and hopefully you can chat with us online we don't really have a discord channel or anything like that yet we need more listeners mm-hmm. then we can open a discord and we could have discussions about you know whatever is the uh very fine comic book podcast book club of the month selection yeah all right so that's in two weeks yeah coming in next <laughs> week the first of our Christmas coverage. Okay, uh, so I tried to pitch yeah. to Mike, like, maybe we don't do Christmas all month. And Mike is like, Christmas, Chris. <laughs> do you love Christmas? I love Christmas. I love Christmas. I love Christmas.
0: I have many fond uh, Christmas memories to talk about, mm-hmm. comic and not. Um, so we mentioned Yo Books and IDW in the past. And Yo Books is an imprint within IDW created by uh, Felon and Craig Yo. And uh, they published an incredible collection about a decade ago called The Great Treasury of Christmas Comic Book Stories. Um, This is, uh, I believe, still in print. There was originally a hardcover. There's a new paperback edition. Yeah, Uh, and it's
1: a bunch of Christmas stories by the likes of Walt Kelly, um, uh, who's John Stanley, mm -hmm. who did a bunch of stuff as well. Yeah,
0: Walt Kelly was a creator of Pogo. John Stanley was a creator of Little Lulu. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's uh, just a hodgepodge of... Uh, like awesomely endearing and I guess kind of timeless. I hate to, that's like one of my least favorite words when someone's describing a thing, but it really feels like these sort of are like a heartwarming, like, connoting of what Christmas means in a comic medium. So if people don't like Christmas yeah.
1: they should just skip December, right? For, this podcast?
0: Maybe, but we're trying to vary it up a bit. So. Yeah,
1: the superhero one. Like we so this is like this a
0: stuff. classic re, you know, reprint collection presented with like historical context too. Yeah. And, uh, uh, there's
1: so, no rights to these strips, so we can use these, right? All public domain, I think. Mean. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so that'll be the first one in December, followed by the aforementioned uh, Keith Giffen Christmas special. And then
1: finally, yes. we're going to be talking about the official comic book of christmas what is it yeah we can't tell you we can't tell we you can't tell you. you'll have to listen
0: to the final episode before christmas to yes. find out
1: the official
0: comic book
1: of christmas we're not we're not the ones putting this on this either yeah it is on the cover it's literally self-declared as such is not how is it official that's <laughs> such a weird word to pick for that right <laughs> what is the christmas kind of um I don't know. uh, It reminds me
0: of like when Coors declared itself the official beer of Halloween. I'm like, there's no governing body that (laughs) determines that.
1: You're not allowed to say that. What this comic is going to be. No. Until you start playing that episode.
0: Yes. This will be. uh, If throw
1: him a curveball, it will only
0: be that. That episode is it. You have got to tune in to that final Pre Christmas episode to discover the true.
1: Official comic book of Christmas. What if we did, this is just a pitch of, if I don't know if we can do a bonus episode, but like, you know, I always like those like Christmas, uh, like gifts you can get for people list of like, you should check this out or this would be good for this person. Do you think you could make a list? Not new stuff. Just anything. Maybe we could talk about it in that episode yeah.
0: or something. Or I'm maybe. A
1: late because that's the uh, last one. Maybe yeah. we
0: shouldn't have. I don't know. Well, maybe. Or it's an idea to th- keep in the can for next year. Mm-hmm. um But th- yeah, this will be our gift to you. You will be unwrapping something in the Is final. It the Wednesday before? It's the Wednesday before Christmas. Okay. You will discover. <laughs> you are going
1: to be like, I can't believe they're talking about this
0: again. <laughs> the official <laughs> already about comic this? book of and Christmas. I will say. Yeah.
1: Technically, we have not.
0: We have not. No, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it there's a hint. Yeah. Um, All right,
1: so that's what we're going to be doing in the upcoming month mm-hmm. of Xmas months at the very fine comic book podcast. Mm-hmm. So until next week, I'm Mike Wood. I'm Justin The Clue. Keep reading comics. Ho ho ho! Oh my God, Santa's coming!
0: Official comics.
2: <laughs> John Arbuckle. John Arbuckle. He is a nice man. He is a good man. He takes such good care of his cat and dog. But his cat is very mean and mean and mean about it. He's got a cat named Garfield. And that cat is very rude all the time, making rude, rude comments at John R. Buckle. John R. Buckle. He is a good man. He's very nice. And yet he's got a stupid cat who is always saying wise things about his owner. Poor John Arbuckle, Buckle. He's kind of gullible. Poor John R. Buckle. He's a little. But he's a good man and he's got a good heart and he takes very good care of his cat and dog. However, his cat is so rude to him all the time. A John Arbuckle, a John Arbuckle, he is a very good friend of mine.